0: Uh hi, uh Paul here. Um So I recently did a daily podcast of my journey through radiotherapy. Um a six weeks six week journey through treatment. Um I'm now six week almost in fact six weeks today I think it is, actually, um post radiotherapy. Um I've been discharged in fact, I was discharged from the cancer unit at Mount Vernon two weeks after my radiotherapy treatment. Quite, quite amazing. They were really quite amazed at how I've managed to cope and uh, and uh, and and stay well, if you like, through the radiotherapy itself. Um, so I was discharged from the radiotherapy team at the Mount Vernon cancer unit two weeks after treatment. But only two weeks ago, I was discharged from the. Um, uh, the speech therapy, the, sorry, the speech therapy team at Mount Vernon. Um, as a part of my surgery and, and and cancer, I've been left with facial palsy. Um, and as a result, um, I have issues with my eye. Well, I have, I have complete paralysis down the left-hand side of my face. I mean, literally, if you drew a line down the middle of my face, on the right of my face, it worked. On the other side of the line, it doesn't. Um... Since my radiotherapy, I've had one round of surgery on my eye to help me uh, to help make it look less scary if you like. So to to lift the lower eyelid. Unfortunately, the surgery wasn't uh didn't go as well as it was planned to, and um I'm now in discussion with the hospital about maybe really doing it. However, I'm going in for a second round of surgery on my left eye to help with the the watering side of my eye, but I. As part of the discussions around that, I found out that because I have complete paralysis on the left hand side of my face, um, the muscles that support the the ducts, the uh, the tear ducts, they obviously don't work, and therefore when there's a build up of water, there's nowhere for it to go except into my eye and down my face. So when I get you know quite a teary eye, oh my god, it it, it gets you know very watery. However, you know so the surgery continues. Um... And at some point soon, I might be referred to facial reanimation surgery, but that's a long way off. The reason for this podcast is because, well, first of all, I want to put a big shout out to Chris Curtis. Um, you know, Chris heads up the Swallows charity and has made a real difference to, to me. Um, was probably the first person I met in my cancer journey that was just level with me. Direct, straight, hard-hitting, facts, detail. Ask a question, get an answer. That's what I wanted. So big shout out to Chris. Um, And today I phoned Chris. We spoke actually this week a few times, but this week has been enormous. Um, I think potentially for the Swallows, but also for me. You know, I know I've been on a journey but at times I think, all right, the journey's coming to an end, the journey's coming to an end, but no. No, it's not. And the journey continues in ways that I couldn't have imagined. Um, continues to actually bring the best out in me, to challenge me, to make me question, uh, to drive me, to do what I can for the millions of others that, that have cancer diagnoses. Um, Um. and I'm, I feel blessed that I was asked to do the original podcast of daily, you know, my daily journey through radiotherapy. It was very therapeutic and I never knew it would be. And interestingly, when Chris asked me today to do a podcast on where I'm at today, I said, absolutely, of course, no problem, I will do. The reason I actually decided to do it was because I remembered how therapeutic doing these podcasts was or were. And uh I haven't done one for a while. Excuse the screaming in the background, I think one of the kids has <laughs> decided to have an episode. Anyway, um I've had an extremely emotional uh roller coaster this week. As a part of my surgery and the facial paralysis that I I'm I'm i left with, um I had huge concerns, uh issues, uh acceptances to to, to, to get to to, to make um, ish, you know, and things to get over about myself, about my how I look, my new look, and ultimately going back into the corporate world or the working world. I've got a fantastic job and I work for a fantastic company, Indigo Telecom Group, who have been incredibly supportive of me and I'm extremely grateful to them. I really am. To all of the directors and all of the staff there, I've got to say that. However, you know, I was very concerned about my return to work months ago even after my surgery and how my clients or the corporate people i deal with i deal with very c-level um people or, or personnel within huge global telecoms companies you know senior management really serious people who you know i get on fantastically well with but the corporate world is a harsh world um a cruel world and the reality is Whilst I've been told time and time again, don't focus on the 10% or 5% or 2% that might have an issue with the way you look. Focus on the, the, the higher percentages that, that don't have an issue. The reality is it's hard to say. Is half, you, you, I, I wouldn't accept that. And I used to say, you can't say that to me. Because it only takes 1% or 2% or one person in 10% or 1100 hundred to make me realise that the challenge for me is real. I work in a business world where I do a small number of deals with high value. I can't afford for one particular contact to have an issue or feel I can't talk about my story or my journey or how I look. And I asked the people that made me feel better about things I trying to say what made me feel better, trying to say things to make me feel better. I said, get real. Don't say stuff to make me feel better. Watch what I'm... What, listen to what I'm saying and see that I'm right. And sadly, very soon after my radio therapy, through some work conversations, you know, I, I became aware through a conversation with someone that there is going to be a challenge because it was so obvious that, that I, I look different and, you know, what have you. Well, that sent me into a meltdown for about a week, maybe two. Um, but I sit here now and, and, and I want to thank that conversation and I want to stay... How grateful I am for that confirmation uh, coming so quickly after my treatment Um, and not um, saving me from having to deal with months of paranoia and you know, oversensitivity and suspicion and etc. of how people are dealing with me and reacting to me by ultimately, you know, somebody raising the issue of how I look. Rightly or wrongly, from the get go, my first word conversation after my treatment, it's actually the best thing that could have happened to me. Um, I want to thank all my family and friends that have continually said to me, Oh my God, your mouth looks straighter. Oh my God, your eye looks better. Because they wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. And to get that feedback from people where I'm continually analysing my face, but where someone else goes, Oh my God, you look straighter and better. I want to thank them for that feedback. Um, because I know they've been honest. Uh, and also quite surprised surprise at the recovery. So, however, I had that conversation with someone that made me aware that, you know, the business world will see me differently. It did send me into a, a bit of a dark place for a couple of weeks. Um, however, um, I was then told to go and own it by someone I was talking to them about it openly. I, my, my, my strategy from the start, even before my diagnosis, has been to talk, uh, communicate, say how I feel. Someone asks, how I am, how I am. I'm going to tell them how I am. And if I see, if I see their surprise at my answer, I'm going, to go, I'm going to say, well, you asked, you asked how I am. That's how I am. Um, someone told me to go and own it. And that was another thing that stuck with me. So I decided to go and do that. Um, I must make it really clear that my girlfriend, actually, in fact now fiancé, Nicola Brown, has uh, has been my rock and has actually given me the confidence since my operation to even face seeing individuals uh, here and there for whatever reason. And, uh, and she's me in growing that individual meetings to seeing two or three people, four or five people, obviously within COVID regulations. And you know, she her, without her support I'd be sitting at home as a hermit, hiding myself from the world. Thank you, Nicola. And then you know, if anyone that knows me knows you well, put me in a corner and in a situation where, you know, well, you know, the fight's on or the confrontation is on or, you know, the the you know, the shit sitting in the pan if you like. You know, that's when I come out fighting. I've calmed down a little bit on that. However, I felt I can't continue to shit myself about my return to work. I can't continue to worry what people are going to think or say or whatever. And I can't sit here and get angry about the people that I know in my corporate world and business world know about my illness and my journey but haven't contacted me. So last night, I wrote a post on LinkedIn. I have quite a big network on LinkedIn. I think around 3,000 or more. A genuine contacts, really good contacts. You know, I've always said, you know, it's a big network on LinkedIn, 3,000 plus, 3, plus, but 60%, at least, if I messaged them on LinkedIn, would reply. So that's a good, solid network. Um, last night, I decided to put a post on LinkedIn. Um, and I'll attach the the post itself and a picture of what I posted of myself on LinkedIn with this podcast. I did it for myself entirely. I did it because I wanted just everyone that is connected to me just to know. I just didn't want to have the multiple face to face conversations and you know, questions I've got no issue with my point is I wanted to I wanted to make it easy for people to talk to me about it. I wanted to make it easy and not a surprise for people that I would see again that, oh, what's up to you? Or, well, oh, I knew you are off. Or, what's happened? I think I had no ex- expectations with this post on LinkedIn. I knew there would be some comments and replies or what have you. Um, by the time I went to bed last night, there were, I don't know, a few thousand, maybe uh, really 2,000 um Uh, reactions, responses, comments, or whatever. This morning I woke up, there were over 10,000. And tonight, as I do this podcast, there are over, I think, nearly 22,000 people that have seen that post. There are something like 700 people that have, have reacted. And there's circa 200 people that have just commented alone on that thread. In addition to that, I've had a number of private Messages, direct messages on LinkedIn. I've had WhatsApp messages, text messages, calls, emails, Facebook messages. I have been completely overwhelmed and humbled by the response of the very people that I feared. What I've learned from this is actually I had nothing to fear. Everything everyone said to me before, don't focus on the odd one here or there. You know what? They were fucking right, because I have been, oh my god, humbled. I, like I said, I didn't know, I didn't know what the actual, I didn't do it for a response reaction. Although I knew there would be, I also questioned whether I should do it on LinkedIn, a very personal uh, post. You know, in in the working world, I'm going to be even more honest. I in, in the post there was a paragraph that also thanked the people that I know knew but hadn't contacted me. And I wanted to thank them as well, because they've also made a difference. Thankfully, my amazing woman, Nick, edited my post and said, Paul, take the negative out. It's so positive, the rest of it. You know, it, the, the post will do what it needs to do without putting that in. And she was right. It, I realised by not making that point point in that statement, that actually I gave the people that knew, who didn't know what to do, who didn't know whether to message me an opportunity to get in touch? I gave them a chance to say hi and send them rest. It turns out there's no need to be angry with those people. They need support too to know what they need to do to get in touch. And what 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 a what a lesson today! I and above that. You know, I, you know, was amazed. And, and and again, humbled to hear from Chris at the Swallows that on the back of my, I don't know, endeavours or whatever within Mount Vernon, the cancer unit, and my openness and transparency and continual conversation and pitch, if you like, and and talking and, and exposure of the you know, infrared um, treatment that I got from Thor to support my radiotherapy, which helped with a number of side effects... I managed to get an email address for an oncologist at Mount Vernon, gave it to Thor, and Chris and Thor um, met with this oncologist, and they're just waiting for a sign-off. Fingers crossed, and please God, they get that sign-off from actually my oncologist, the, the, the main oncologist, Dr. Lemon, that she's going to approve that they're going to go ahead with a trial and get some, to get some of the infrared treatment kit and hardware sent into Mount Vernon. So that people who go for a radiotherapy treatment can straight away go for an infrared um, uh, supporting treatment straight away in the hospital without having to go. To, I had to go to Cheshire every day or, or in it, however often I did it to, to get the treatment. But Thor have committed to providing the equipment to Mount Vernon on site. I and above that. You know, that's amazing. I, I, you know, I, I feel I've made a difference. Truth is, that's all I've wanted to do. That's all I've ever wanted to do in my life. I uh, just never knew that to do it, I've got to kind of go through what I've been through. But it is what it is, and if that's what's brought the very best out in me, so be it. But I feel I'm at one with the universe. You know, for any misdemeanors and misdoings and misgivings and misguidings that sit in my past life, and there are some. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to talk about them, but there are plenty and there are some, you know, seriously questionable ones in terms of level of danger, seriousness, whatever, impact, whatever. And I've always wanted to give back to, to kind of make right my past. Well, tonight I've come to the conclusion that I'm, 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 I'm level. I will continue to give back and do what I can and to help other patients, why, oh my God, will I? Because I feel like I'm in a position where I can. But today I made peace with my past. I feel for whatever and all the stuff that was wrong. I'm at one and equal. I am starting to pay back, but I've suffered enough to balance out the good and the bad. Now, it's about delivering more good for more people. In addition for the hopeful sign-off that Mount Vernon are g- going to give to get the the Thor infrared equipment into their hospital, they've also asked Chris at the Swallows if they could set up an on-site Swallows support group for their patients. And this week, apparently, four or five new patients were referred to the Swallows by Mount Vernon directly they had never had one referral before I, before I went to the swallows and went to Mount Vernon myself. It's amazing. I feel absolutely blessed. I feel that maybe, well, apparently according to others, my mum, my sister, maybe I found my purpose. I, I don't know. All I know is I, I, I have only wanted to make a difference and we know for good stuff um my journey has has certainly delivered on that so far but i'm not prepared to let it stop um i have again been humbled by being asked to be a keynote speaker at an international cancer conference in november where where apparently i don't know 1400 1500 people will be attending from patients to carers to, to uh, uh to to medical to medical in, uh, to the medical industry professionals of all levels you know, I, I have been asked to do that, to talk about my journey. However, I've got to keep stating, whatever I podcast, it's not about my journey. I just hope that, you know, when people say to me, you're going to stand out, you know, cancer sufferer and cancer survivor, I just hope that if, that if that's the case, then if that's the reason why I can make a difference, I have to continue doing that. I'm not going to get obsessed about it, but, you know, my soul has taken a knocking from this journey of my own, and my soul needs some some repair. And my soul can be repaired so much easier and so much better by knowing that if I am a standout patient, survivor, whatever, that that makes a difference to other people. I'm not going to bang on about that. It's just a bit where I'm at at the moment. I, a month ago, was absolutely shitting myself about going back to work. Well, I'm not ready mentally and physically today as it stands, and, and I'm not due to go back to August, so we got, I've got just over two months. But in myself, I'm ready to face work. I'm ready to face people. Um, the response on LinkedIn has made me realise... I've had messages from people that, I've got to be honest, I didn't think he gave a shit about me, you know, turns out they do, um, you know, life, life, I don't know if I can talk about life, I'm honest, but, uh, I also saw, as I said, my consultant surgeon, Mr Farrell, at Northwick Park. Uh, I mean, you know, if he's listening or hears this, anyone, you need a, you need a ear, nose, throat, surgeon, specialist consultant, please go see Roy Farrell. Northwick Park Hospital is where I saw him. Saved my life. What an amazing guy. Saw him yesterday. Um, and... You know, he told me to facts around my surgery. You know, they didn't get a, a very good clear area of margin from the cancer itself. I think in some areas, only a millimetre of clear, visible margin from the cancer in my neck, head, whatever. You know, that's... You know, I said, well, what should it be? He said, well, I'd be looking for a minimum minimum of 10 millimetres, so a centimetre. So, you know, it, it, it does... Leave a high risk of return. I've got to live with that, deal with that. Um, But he, Mr. Farrell is not one to commit to any positives or negatives. He's a facts guy. He's all about the facts. But even in his own sweet way, he made me feel confident that everything's okay. And there's a big chunk of me that believes that. So, I feel like I have a future. I've found out I've made a real difference. I've discovered I can continue to make more of a difference. I've um, been told that I have, you know, directly uh, helped, supported, affected, I don't know, hundreds of people through my podcast, and that's globally, by the way. It's all a lot to take in, and um, Chris Swallows says it very well, said it very well. Chris Curtis sorry, Swallows, he says he won the lottery when he was diagnosed with his cancer. And I think about that all the time, and I think, have I have I won the lottery? You know, I had cancer when I was 21. Quite a, uh, you know, to be honest, uh, not particularly scary cancer. It was thyroid cancer. I had like thyroid removed and, you know, it, it was, you know, I was told at the time, if there's one cancer you're going to have, it's this one you want kind of thing. Anyway, and I think, have I won the lottery? I think time will answer that. But I feel that potentially... I I, I, am in the process of being freed as a result of my cancer. It's shaken off some demons. It's presented some new challenges and I'm not going to go into them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to lie. But it's brought my true self out. It's calmed me down. It's... made me more sure of myself than I've been in a long time. (laughs) And it's put me in a position where I've got to gracefully accept the amazing feedback comments and um, compliments I've had about me and how I've handled things. I've never never been one for compliments. I've never really handled them well and always questioned them and disbelieved them and actually probably got angry about them in the past. That's all gone. uh, I'm not going to get obsessively, how can I help people? But it turns out, maybe I can. This week has been, interestingly, probably my most massive week in my journey since December 24th last year, 2020, when I got my diagnosis. And there have been some big weeks in terms of shit that's happened. You know, moments when I thought I was having a heart attack after my surgery, twice. Um... Just, you know, big moments. But Those moments are health-related moments. They're not like this moment this week. This week has been a big moment. Um... Potentially clear, potentially life, I know not life-changing, but life-affecting. And for the first time that I can remember in my life, I've comfortably said to people today that I am so very proud of myself and so very impressed with what I have achieved. And the people that know me will know that's a hard thing for me to say. And in some ways, come on, it still is. But I actually am. And however, I wouldn't feel half of what I feel if it wasn't for the support I had, but the support that I requested, the support that I demanded, the support that I reached out for if it wasn't for the questions that I continue to ask and the challenges I continue to raise about my own situation, it's important to state that. Um, so I'm going to leave it there. This has not a long enough podcast. Look, have a great weekend, everybody. Celebrate life. Fucking celebrate life. Because I'm going to. Lots of love.